Hey, hey, welcome back to the Drum Mantra Podcast. This is Rich Stitzel. I am here to help you go deeper with your practice, your thinking, and your approach to music so you can express yourself more freely, more efficiently, and more effectively. Let's get started. Drum Mantra Practice System is specifically designed to target and improve the six elements of drumming. Time, reading, coordination, polymeters, phrasing, and groove. And if you haven't checked out the free masterclass yet, you can go to drummantra.com slash free dash masterclass. Drummantra.com slash free dash masterclass. This masterclass is called Five Exercises Guaranteed to Make You a Better Drummer. And we're going to go through the elements of drum mantra. You're going to work on a timing exercise, a reading exercise, phrasing, coordination, polymetric awareness, and groove. So check it out, drummantra.com slash free dash masterclass. All right. I'm also super excited to announce that the new drum mantra website is complete. It is live and the lesson vault is open. So if you're really interested in going super deep with a lot of exercises, over 60 hours of exercises, a brand new lesson every month, tons of play-alongs, tons of PDFs, and be part of a community of drummers from around the world who are working to deepen their understanding of rhythm and groove and time and polymeters and coordination, then I invite you to check out the website and join us in the Lesson Vault. It is a membership that brings you not only pre-recorded classes and lessons and courses, but also gives you access to two weekly practice sessions. We practice every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard and every Saturday at 11.30 a.m. Central Standard. You, as a member, will get to come to any and all of those practice sessions that you would like. It's an online Zoom session. It lasts about an hour, sometimes a little bit more. And we basically go through the Foundational Series book, which is uh, the first book in the Drum Mantra uh, canon of material. I would love to have you. And if you want to just check out a practice session, you can do that as well. You can just come on over and take a weekly practice session. You can sign up anytime. And the, um, let me see here if I can find the, um, the URL for that. <laughs> Lots of information. DrumMantra.com slash live dash practice dash session will bring you to the schedule to sign up for a live practice session. Um, it's a 24-week cycle that we're on, so the Foundational Series book can basically be performed, quote, performed in 24 hours. It takes 24 hours to perform the book. So we do one hour a week, and it's a 24-week cycle. We're on, and it doesn't matter when you get in and when you start because all of them are important. And even though I've been doing these exercises for several years now, because it's focused on you know the, the rhythmic repetition that you're doing in these exercises is so intense and for such an extended amount of time that it's almost like the more you have done it, the harder they become 
because we're really trying to to get our mind focused. We're really trying to to stay present in the moment as we're practicing. We're focusing on our breath. We're breathing with the exercises, and it's really like a meditation class. It's like yoga for drummers. And when we're working on these things, as soon as your mind checks out, you lose your place in the exercise. So the whole goal of these exercises is to keep you grounded in the present moment for an extended amount of time. In fact, some of the exercises, well, for instance, the warm-up every time we start with a warm-up is usually six to seven minutes long. And then the meditation, which we call the meditation, is 32 to about 37 minutes long, depending on the time signature. 32 to 37 minutes without stopping. That is massive. It gives you plenty of time to check out in your mind and the whole goal is to stay focused for a long time. We're really trying to train our mind to stay focused. And then there's a reading section that lasts you know, anywhere from 12 to 15 minutes, depending on the time signature as well. Um, everything. If you don't have the foundational series book, everything comes from that. There's a 4-4 section, a 3-4 section, a 5-4 section. That book is available on Amazon.com. Uh, it's just called Drum Mantra Foundational Series. It's also available at Hudson Music Digital. Uh, it just was accepted into the Hudson Music um, catalog about a week ago. So I guess there's a celebration there um, that's very awesome to be in the uh, in a catalog of all the world's greatest drum books. So um, if you want to show your support over there, that'd be awesome. They have an app. There's music that's actually um, embedded into the book. So if you get the Hudson version of the Foundational Series, there is audio built into every single page, which is super cool. Anyway, there's all the news. I think that's all the news fit to report. Um, so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to play you a pod. Uh, I was on a podcast just the other day with uh, a, a podcast called The Drum Brigade Podcast. It is a two guys from California. I think they're in the San Diego area. Corey Kingston and Funky Phil Pardell. They brought me on to their morning show for drummers podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you guys very, very, very much. Oh, my goodness. It is so good to be back. So good to be back. Couple weeks off, maybe a week off, but a very short show last time. And I'm just over the moon. I'm just over the moon. I'm just, I'm thrilled to be here today. Yes, that's right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm Corey Kingston. This is the Drum Brigade podcast over there in this just beautiful, glorious, glorious studio drinking, piping hot coffee right now. Mm -hmm. It's the one. It's the only fantastic, filthy, funky Phil Pardell. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, sir. What's up, Funky Phil? Nothing, man. Same old biz. <laughs> well, I had my... Well, I don't know if you want to get into it yet. We don't want to get into it. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. We got to get into it. All right, I'm good. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's get into it. Let me just say we have a very, very special guest today. Very special guest. Mm -hmm. This dude is on another level, Phil. Like... I don't think I'm a teacher anymore because of this guy. Like this dude is on another dude. If you guys really want to learn drums, okay. 
Like, you want to learn drums? Okay, yeah, take lessons from me and Funky Phil because we're very good teachers, Phil. We're very good teachers. Yeah. But if you're like a pro drummer and you really want to like hone in on your craft, I, I, this is, this is, it's weird because, you know, we're supposed to be promoting the whole point of our podcast is to promote the drum brigade and what we do. But I have to say, dude, I, I did a master class with this guy, immediately bought his book. I'm like, just get saving up a little bit to sign up for his, his course, his a 30 day challenge. Uh, it immediately uncovered a lot of things that like holes in my playing that I'm like, I need this. And I haven't had that with a teacher in a long time. Like there's other teachers that I sign up for that. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to sign up. I need like some material and I need some, like, I need some help. I need to like, this was different. This was like, okay, it's been a while since I found a teacher where I'm like, I need this guy, you know? And that's the, that's what happened. He hosted chops and coffee and I was just like floored. All right. So he's coming on today. His name is Rich Stitzel. Yes, sir. He's coming up in a little bit here. Excited about this. Uh, we're going to get deep. He was supposed to do acceptance podcasts so we can just get all deep with it. But um, we, I don't know. We might ask him about dinosaurs. You never know. You never know, dude. This is the Drum Brigade podcast. We just fly by the seat of our pants, Phil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These guys are super fun, super smart, great drummers. They're both educators and professional players and uh, it was such a good hang and i'm just gonna let you listen to that podcast and then go over to drum brigade podcast and check them out they're they're super cool guys i mean such such great energy it was a real joy to be on their show um and they also do some hosting of some of some different um online lessons called chops and coffee but You'll see all that if you go visit them on their website. Drum Brigade is drumbrigade.com is their website, and there's a lot of them. I'm kind of scrolling through their site right now, and you can see drum lesson program, affordable lessons, Drum Brigade podcast. They have swag, and they have uh, online practice sessions. So definitely check them out. Super cool guys. I love um, I love experiencing the drum community in this way. I mean, these guys are in California. They've got a cool thing going and it was fun to merge the drum mantra stuff with them. I was actually the guest teacher in their chops and coffee, uh, hang a couple weeks ago. And we had a lot of fun. We went through, um, one of, uh, one of the uh, lessons from the foundational series and it was just, it was a blast and, and none of them had done it. So they were, uh, they were, they got to, uh, they got to jump in trial by fire, just jump right in and do these exercises. And some of them are pretty challenging. And we actually did the three, four section, which is uh, definitely has some challenges to it. So check them out. Drum Brigade podcast, Corey Kingston and funky Phil Pardell. Without further ado, here we go. And then I'll be back to uh, say goodbye at the end. All right. Enjoy. Drum Brigade. Yes, sir. Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 111. Yes. Uh, Funky Phil. Dude, it's the next level. This is next level now. All right. It's time to get serious, Phil. Hold it together. All right. (laughs) Um, Man. Okay. So this guy is a drummer, a percussionist, an educator, an author, a composer. 
does the drum mantra has a drum mantra 3030 uh a bunch of different books out i just bought I haven't even gotten into it yet because I'm on, um, I'm on, I was on vacation, but it's starting this week. It's starting tomorrow. Um, so I'm starting on the foundational series. He also has another book, uh, the primary series and then a hundred day journal, um, practice log, uh, has a podcast called the drum mantra podcast does weekly masterclasses. I mean, there's like, I'm not even touching the surface has all kinds of different endorsements and all kinds of things going on please welcome to the show the one the only rich stitzel oh my goodness <laughs> man rich dude thank you for coming on man <laughs> oh man thank you for having me this is awesome yeah dude I, feel like I, I need to get my uh my stream deck so i can push some sound <laughs> effects with you guys <laughs> <laughs> we have so I use a different setup for this. I have a like a uh, my iPad setup like oh, a, cool. a dial or whatever. Um, but um, we have a bunch of funny. We we do like a bunch of drops, but we have um. Do you know who Jeff Endike is? He's like a New Yorker, so. thick coat, okay. bottle, bottle glasses, and um. We have a bunch of his um. Like, no, don't watch me too carefully, all right? I'm still working on it myself. I'm always working on that thing. <laughs> we have a bunch of his. We're I don't know why we're huge fans of Jeff Endike, and um, yeah, I can see why. I like that. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, anyways, um, so man, like, I was telling Phil, like, your man, like, both Phil and I are teachers. Phil is a very good teacher. Okay, I'm a I'm an okay teacher, but like. <laughs> When you ch- when you hosted Chops and Coffee, it put things into perspective where it's like, man, like I got a lot to work on here. <laughs> and I don't want you to take that the wrong way. It's just like your style. The drum mantra thing is so amazing. It's so good. And um, especially from, you know, like a professional drummer, a, a, pers- a you know, I'm a gigging drummer. I do tours. I I do sessions. I teach. I do all these things, and it was very quick to like uncover my weaknesses, but not in like the chummy, the the jerk teacher way. It wasn't like, here's how great I am, and this is what you should need to improve on. And you know, and like, yeah. um, so it was very much like you're uncovering your weaknesses on your own, and and then you stick with that. You know, and so I know I'm going to let you get into it, but I'm just telling you my perspective of like why I was so blown away. And it was very quick to where I I was just telling Phil that like, it's not very often where I see a teacher and I'm like, okay, I need this guy. Like, I need this. I need to sign up. I don't care what it costs. I need to do it. Um, This can help me. And that's immediately the vibe I got where it was just like, oh my God, I need this. Like, this is, this is where I need improvement. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. So I immediately, I mean, we signed off chops and coffee. I pull up, you know, Amazon, I go to your website and buy the book immediately. And then I'm like, I'm buying the course, you know, as soon as I can get through, get, get a little bit on my feet, like as far as like get the time to really commit to it and like amazing stuff, man, amazing stuff. So man, the drum mantra, it's like your thing. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Thank you, first of all, for having me. Thanks for all the kind words. And, yeah. you know, I, I, it's interesting how you introduced Phil as a great teacher and you as a good teacher, you know. <laughs> and <clears throat> it's interesting thinking about teaching. Um, I'm a third-generation music educator. 
So both of my parents are band directors and jazz musicians. And then my grandfather was uh, a major educator and started the International Association of Jazz Education. So there's like a big lineage of education. So I kind of grew up in, you know, around the dinner table talking about jazz and jazz education and how to marry those things as a child. You know, I was listening to these conversations. So it's always been in my head. How do you teach really effectively? And uh, I taught private lessons for 17 years from 1990, probably by when you were born, (laughs) I imagine. (laughs) I'm I'm older than I look, but yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, Like 1991 to 2007, I was teaching like 30 hours a week on top of gigging, just like we all do. Mm-hmm. And I was the last couple years before I decided to quit cold Turkey. I quit teaching actually. Um, I was literally falling asleep during lessons. Just like, mm. you know, I couldn't stay awake. I was not inspired to practice myself. Like the last thing I wanted to do was look at drums after teaching 30 hours and playing five gigs. Um, And I kind of got tired of the students coming in and being like, I didn't have time to practice. I had soccer. I had this, I had this. And so I changed my whole way of teaching in the last couple of years of when I was teaching. Um, Instead of the student coming in and saying, okay, show me what you worked on. Here's your assignment. Work on it. And we'll see how it goes next week. I decided that I was going to model what it felt like to practice for the length of time that if their lesson was 30 minutes, then I would model what a 30-minute practice session would feel like. If their lesson was an hour, they were going to get an hour long. So basically, I was the first day of the week modeling what their practice session should feel like every single day. Because when you tell a student, I want you to play this rock beat for four minutes, they're going to go home and they're going to play it for four seconds <laughs> and say, oh, I've got it and move on to something that's fancy because why play that drum beat if you have it in the first four seconds why continue why not go to something fun and we are all guilty of that we're all guilty of working on something and if we're not being held accountable by anybody it's really easy to say when am i ever going to use this you know you start these questions start coming up like am i really ever going to have to play this tempo of this rudiment Eh, i'll practice that later let me go to something that's fun. Let me go to something that I sound good doing. And then we end up jamming instead of practicing, right? So modeling that practice became super important to me because I wanted the student to feel that pain of getting to the fourth minute of, a, of the money beat. You know, and I would say, if you can't play the money beat for four minutes, then... You're never going to be able to do anything because that's how long a song lasts. You have to be able to play it for at least that long. And so I started really getting into doing these extended length exercises, like challenging the student, challenging myself. Let's play this groove for 10 minutes without stopping. That is almost impossible. It's so hard to play a groove for 10 minutes without changing anything. And I started coming up with exercises that would challenge I don't want to get into the whole history of my teaching philosophy, but um, exercises, I, I, I wanted to always have like these ideas of 
a lesson, an exercise should be cross training. It should it should take care of different items at the same time, right? So, fast forward to drum mantra. The drum mantra is based on six core elements: time, reading, coordination, polymetric awareness, which is the wild card that no one really understands yet, phrasing, and groove. Time, reading, coordination, polymetric awareness, phrasing, and groove. And so I try to create exercises that incorporate at least four of those things always. So it's a cross training. So you're working on this exercise. Yes, it's a timing exercise, but if you do it long enough, it becomes a groove exercise because it starts to get into your body in a way that mm. allows it to be a groove. So when I was kind of modeling that teaching thing, right at the end of that teaching uh, period, I decided I had to quit teaching altogether and I needed to just practice. So I took this big risk and I made the announcement and a month later I had no students. I rented a rehearsal space and I tried to practice as much as I was teaching. That okay. was not easy to do. I did it for about six weeks. Uh, and then I got a call to go on tour with uh, Miranda Lambert, who's this big country superstar. Mm -hmm. And I did that tour. I was just subbing for the drummer and I did that tour for seven weeks. And on that tour, I had the realization that that's not what I wanted to do anymore. Mm. You know, it's like the dream of being in the arena. And then once you do it, it's so much fun and it's so cool. And I loved being on the road and I loved the hang. I realized if I don't figure out to, what to do for myself, I'm just going to be doing this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Because touring is fun, especially at that level, you know, where everything's taken care of. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm like, I need to, I need something more. And all this stuff happened at the same time. So I, I had that realization and what is this more thing? And I just started messing around with reason, the program, this is, you know, 2007 reason was brand new. And I programmed a quarter note and then I programmed a dotted eighth note and then I programmed a five note grouping. Oh wow. I just programmed it and I stretched out that, that loop for like 45 minutes, a 45 minute long loop of just those three things interacting with each other. And I would put it on my iPod and I would take walks and that's all I would listen to. And I was trying to figure out how to hear those three rhythmic relationships from the perspective of the quarter note, what's going on with the dotted eighth note and the five note grouping, and then shift it. What's, and now I'm going to hear it from this perspective of the dotted eighth note, what's going on with the four note and the five note grouping, how, the, how are they reacting in, in, a, in a triplet based concept, and then shift it again and hear it from the five note grouping and try to figure out what's going on with the three and four in five note groupings. And I spent months listening to that. Wow. And it became, it, it was like, that was the birth of drum mantra. That became the my life mission. It's like, there's so much depth in this little bitty nugget of information. I need to really go deep in a micro niche concept of drumming and go all the way down into it's almost like the atomic level like how are these things interacting how are these little mm -hmm. 
chunks of time interacting with each other and why don't drummers all know about this yeah we're drummers we're rhythm people we should really really understand the depths of rhythm not to be able to play like you know mike mangini or you know virgil donati but you can still be a charlie watts but you everyone all of us should understand how time functions yeah and so that became my mission and that's that's where drum mantra was born so all the exercises were birthed out of that it's um it's it's so crazy man like yeah (laughs) <laughs> that so doing that so i've only done one i've only done the chops and coffee thing you know i haven't done any of the other master classes or any of that stuff i haven't dove into it um yet but um just that concept doing all the so we did all these different permutations in in three right and with different accents and 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 then different ostinatos on our feet i think or if i remember correctly and it was just like but then hearing that that the metronome or the the time changing like that there's something about that that just made it like where it you, it, it wasn't throwing you off after a while. You just kind of got used to it and felt the groove. And and you you it's like ordinarily that would totally like if you took one of those like the dotted eighth note or the grouping of five and you're like okay you know play a sixteenth note accent thing on your hands I would be like hold on like wait what I don't get it but the fact that we were doing it you know continuously. It just made the it just made it fun. It made it really like where you're feeling the groove differently, and it was just awesome, man. Really cool stuff. Yeah, thanks. Um, I wanted to make a point to to uh, what were you saying? Yeah, I think I think what's important when a teacher is to not assume anything of the student, mm-hmm. to make it so black and white, to make to to uh, to hold hold the student's hand. I mean, it's so popular for drum teachers to say, take the take this page from syncopation and do this, 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 and this to it, mm-hmm. and let me hear it next week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's how I grew up with, like, just the assignments, just the, here's the concepts, apply to this, and do it. That was every lesson I ever took when I was a kid, you know? Yeah, and there's something really healthy about that because it opens up your, 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 uh, your, your accountability, your accountability. If you want to get better, you got to figure out how to do these things. But there's also something to be said with, for everything being written out, like everything is there. If, if not, not to say, do this, 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 etc. cetera, mm-hmm. write in the et ceteras, this, yeah. this, 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 then there's no, there's no room for, there's no gray area. And yeah, the and student knows that's what you have to do. And they're they're also seeing it. You know, they're also yeah. like that's important part of reading. You know, you said was one of your pillars. It, you know, if they are seeing it, there's something to that muscle memory of you see it, you know what it is, versus right. like just it, it like going okay, well if you can do this, you should be able to do this, and then you never look at it. You know, that right. was a big problem of my history of of drum lessons being taught as a kid, I was, I would always struggle with reading and it, you know, it was because the teacher would just put something in front of me and be like, read it. And there's no explanation, you know, it, it's like, yeah, it's really important really cool. cool. Yeah. And if you have a complex structure, like, you know, if you have, if you're in three, four, a dotted eighth note lasts one measure. Hmm. If you're in four, four, a dotted eighth note lasts three measures. Hmm. 
if you're in four four and you have a dot eighth note and a five note grouping, it lasts fifteen measures. Yeah. So you can't keep in your track in your head. You know, a teacher could never say, I want you to go home and play a four four groove, but play a dotted eighth note with your left foot and play a five note grouping with your right foot. In your mind, <laughs> just make that happen. Yeah. Because it's fifteen bars, it's a sixty beat cycle. Yeah. <laughs> you have to see it. You have to see it and how, how everything lines up the whole time. That's that's where reading is helpful. Yeah. With these advanced concepts where you can't just now I, I'm say this and then I'm gonna say something else that's gonna be the opposite of what I say. You can't just imagine that complex of a structure that lasts sixty beats long in your mind. Mm. Okay, now I'm gonna say the opposite. <laughs> Uh, Tigran Hamasian. Are you guys familiar with Tigran Hamasian? I'm the not. pianist, the Armenian pianist. Okay. Oh, maybe I Simon. am. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Okay. Okay. So Nate Wood is one of his drummers. Arthur Natick from Switzerland is one of his drummers. It's some of the most complex music I've ever listened to. Tigran does not hand out any music. It's the demo. Learn it. And wow. so Nate and Arthur are memorizing these super complex songs and playing incredible stuff. And it's very accurate and nothing's written down. So there's the yeah. opposite. So it is okay. Well, yeah, that that's where the stuff that I, I get really interested in is, um, you know, sports medicine stuff with, you know, how coaches uh, inspire or get their, their athletes to perform. You know, and and um, a lot of it is you know fund going over fundamentals that they've done since they were kids, and then getting them to shut their brain off. You know, when it comes time to play the game, um, and uh, so the the brain when you start, you know, I've worked with a few different coaches that talk about you know what the brain is capable of. It's amazing. It's I mean, it's one of the most complex things in you know the universe scientists still don't understand completely fully and like so it is capable we are capable when you exercise it in these ways though that you're talking about it's like man it's amazing what you 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 can surprise yourself on like what you're capable of you know when when you start taking a when you start dissecting it and you start looking into like what's actually happening and how many you know your these rhythms that you're playing with different limbs and man it's like you try to explain that to the average person and they're just like, what are you even talking about? You know, I know <laughs> I always wonder like, what is it that has made drummers made us drummers so interested in these weird things about how, how I coordinate my arms. And yeah, it's so strange how we fall in love with that. And someone else might fall in love with, you know, racing cars. Or, right. So I was I, at this, there, there's so much in what you just said. Like I'm, I'm at that point in my life and, um, this is what I was going to talk about with you, Phil, at before the um, we hit record. But like, I'm at that point in my life of like, like I just got offered a really good tour gig. It's a it's a pretty substantial gig. It's um it it would be comfortable touring, you know, and big shows and a good paycheck and all of that stuff. And I'm like, the first time in my life. I mean, this has been my goal to get in, get on, get on one of these tours, you know. Um, for since, since I was 12 years old, you know, and, and now I'm like, I don't think I want it. Like I I'm, I'm pretty like, I'm like 90% sure I'm passing on the gig. And, um, 
you know, and so it's, it's comforting and like reassuring to see that somebody, I'm not the only one that has had that struggle, you know, that internal struggle of like, man, like, I, you know, I want to do it, but I, I also love teaching and I love, you know, and I want to do that to the best of my ability and, you know, uh, all of that kind of thing. Um, completely unrelated though. I was, I was wondering about your thoughts on, um, so I do these, uh, I go to these, there's a weekly shed out here in Oceanside that I go to. And, um, it's a lot of younger guys, a lot of guys that are trying to learn how to shed. And then there's a lot of, a lot of egos going around the room. And, and if any, any of the guys who know about the drum brigade, you know, we're, I'm not into, I don't know, the alpha male, you know, like ego driven drum. I'm better than you kind of thing. Um, I, we're all about, you know, acceptance and belonging and camaraderie and, boosting each other in that way, in a positive way. Anyways, when I go to these sheds, um, man, I, 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 I'm not trying to, but you see, you do notice a lot of holes in, in playing in ability. You do notice like the focus is only on what these guys can bring to the shed. And, um, it is not about, you know, uh, landing a good gig playing in a solid pocket playing good time a lot of these guys cannot play in time at all they they all lose their time and then on the other spectrum i'm not a guy that can shed like i don't have all those uh, you know i can i can i can hang but i'm not like i'm not a gospel i didn't grow up in church i didn't like i didn't you know or playing in church i don't i'm not a gospel chop guy at all but they like the main dude that on thursday the main guy that was there he was like, I want you to get back on the drums. I want you to, to, you know, I want to go against you. And I'm like, Oh, come on, man. Like, you know, I can't I, against. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, first of all, against like, that's not what I'm into. And like, and he's like, but I need you to jump on because he's telling all the younger guys, this guy's a human metronome. You need to hear. He's always ready to go right when, right when I'm done doing my chops, he's ready to go. And like, this is what you guys need to learn. And so I'm kind of like, well, you guys can come and take some lessons and I can show you how to do it, you know, but like, it's also from years of touring and playing and gigging and having, you know, doing sessions and having to be on time. And, but I'm, I I wonder what your perspective is on, you know, I know I said a lot of of stuff and, and, but um, what your perspective is when you see something like that, when you see guys that are, you know, they're, they have amazing chops where they can wow you on Instagram, you know, in two seconds. But then when, when push comes to shove for real, it's like, okay, well, man, like you do have a lot of great chops, but where are you using that? You're just using that for these sheds. And you really are like, your time is all over the place. Like your, your hands are kind of all over the place. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is your perspective? What is your thoughts on like the modern day? You know, this is like a new movement in our in our community where guys are like only doing this they're only preparing for a sparring match but they're not really preparing for the fight you know what i mean this kind of triggers a memory that i had that i kind of had nightmares of after it happened uh i was on the drum the drum gab drumio gab podcast and i said i don't think that everyone in the world is meant to play drums and he's and and Seamus is like, what do you what do you mean? And, you know, and I and I was kind of coming at the time. I was kind of frustrated with sort of what you're talking about. I don't. I'm not around that much about around people that are doing that. But I feel like 
everybody is gravitates to what they love and that's what they decide to do. Right. And so some of us gravitate towards drums and some of us gravitate towards golf and some of us gravitate. So, so <clears throat> I don't think everyone is made to be a drummer, first of all. And some people want to teach the world how to play drums. I think it's important to understand rhythm. Yeah. And all that. But then you have all these levels once you become, once you decide what it is that you love. Okay, I love drums. I'm going to be a drummer. Okay, now you have all these decisions within that. What kind of drummer mm. are you going to be? You want to be a session drummer? You want to be a touring drummer? Do you want to teach? Do you want to, you know, this, do jingles or whatever? Do you want to uh, be a gospel chops guy that goes to competitions and challenges each other? I mean, where are the levels? And everyone kind of resonates at a different level. You know, yeah. it depends on what your, what each person's goal is in life. And maybe I would probably say, maybe you should question why you're going. <laughs> 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 because if it's something that's frustrating to you and you don't have any control over it, then maybe it's not something that you should be involved in. Yeah, I, for me, it's uh, it's it's definitely not frustrating. It is fun. I I I do it for a couple reasons. So one, I I definitely want to be involved in the drum community in any way I can. Uh, right, for the, the drum, drum community. Yeah, and yeah. um, so the, and it's in my local community here in San Diego. So it's like that's you know, and it, it, it the vibe isn't as is bad as I make it out to be. It's it it, it does get ego driven, you know, but it still is a good hang, and it, it still is like a, a bunch of drummers playing, but. I am very interested in like trying to keep my finger on the pulse of what the kids are doing. You know, I think that's very yeah. important for our community. And, right. um, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's one of my dilemmas of like, I don't want to turn into, you know, the, the old drummer, like my dad's buddies that are just like, man, I just keep it in the pocket. And I'm like, I agree with that. But like, you know, I don't want to yeah. turn into that guy. I want to keep my finger on I the know. pulse of the young kids. And, um, but the other thing is I, I challenge myself to get out of my comfort zone. So, yeah. um, that's the whole reason why I started going to sheds is to like there, I mean, f four or five years ago, I could, I could play any gig, but I couldn't, you know, and that's relative. I can't, I shouldn't say any gig, but you know what I mean? If there's a drummer in the room and I'm playing a gig, it's fine. But if I have to like play in front of other drummers, I'm like, Oh God, like, I, you know, sit on the drums and, and play, test out some drums at NAMM show or something. I'm like, Oh God, I can't do that. Yeah. And so I started hosting sheds at my studio and I would invite all my buddies from San Diego that I was by far the weakest link in the room and I would just force myself to go in there and like play and I started realizing that a lot of drummers feel the same way that was kind of how drum brigade started where it was like man we all have those feelings at times you know that imposter syndrome and 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 feeling like we don't belong behind the drums when that's like the the thing we love the most um and so I, I, it's helped me in a lot of ways. Like even with chops and coffee, there's no way I could lead a group of like, you know, guys that I consider, you know, great drummers. I've, I respect everyone that's in the room. There are other teachers and other professional drummers and older drummers and younger drummers and students. And like, there's no way I could lead a group like that and be like, here's the warm up we're going to do. And like, let me demonstrate it for you. Like, it's just like, 
there's no way but ch- going to ch- going to um sheds like that has helped me to be like hey man like look I may not be able to do some things and I, and I started noticing the guys that I thought were the greatest drummers at these sheds. There's a lot of things that they couldn't do either that I could do. You know, they just happen to be really good at this one thing or this, you know, couple things or they're really fast with their hands, but you know, that make them play jazz and they can't do that or make them play a Latin thing and they can't do that or make them, make them play in six, eight and they can't do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, um, it's just like, it's just a, a thing of, uh, I, I, I like the challenge. I definitely don't. I, I like the learning aspect too of like, whoa, that was a cool lick. I never thought about it like that. Um, but I don't, I like the, I don't like the feeling of being in my head and being like, I know I can do better than that. And that's why I keep going back to be like, let's not get in your head. And that helps me like on gigs to rise to the occasion or it helps me in teaching or helps me in chops yeah. and coffee to not get in my head and just be like, dude, you know, I know I can do this. I know I can do this. I'll just stay in my lane and do my thing. And you know, so anyways, it sounds like you're, you're, you're more going there to kind of deal with something that's in your mind. Maybe. Like, yeah. Because you have a fear of it a little bit because you want, you, you know, you don't play like JD Beck. Right. And other kids are trying to, and they can't either, <laughs> but, they, yeah. but maybe they could, you know, they're fast. No, that's totally, that's totally my thing. Like when, since I was a kid, you know, you'd see all these kids when they were, they were kids and, you know, and, and, and like, I was just like in my town, you know, I was like, yeah, everybody knows I'm a drummer. And then I go to be around other drummers and I'm like, I don't play drums. I don't, you know, and it's like, I don't want to be that guy. I want to, you know, and that's, that's helped me kind of out of my shell, out of my mind, out of my, like, to, to be like, okay, like, yeah, I can play, like I can play like, you know, and then, then when you, when I jump in, everybody's like, yeah, dude, that was dope. Like you're, you're, you know, like, it's like, we can learn a lot from you. And I'm like, Oh God, like, okay. Like, you know, it's yeah. So anyways, I always, I always ask that question, um, especially with other teachers, like, you know, when you see these, these younger guys coming up, um, it's, it's, it's funny to me. And it's, it's like kind of a weird situation where these guys focus on something that is like, they're missing so many fundamentals and so many different things. And that's where I think that someone like you is just, it, you know, it's, it, it's hard for a drummer like that to be like, look, I'm going to spend like an hour and we're going to do like every permutation of like this one thing, or I'm going to like spend all this time on like this, this reading exercise right. where they're just like that, that mentality is something that I'm guilty of, of like, yeah, I can't get that. I'll just work on something. I know that makes me feel that gives me endorphins and I feel good that like I can play drums. Great. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, that something like what you do is something that is really appealing to somebody like me because now I feel like I'm mature enough in my drumming career to be like, this is what I need to do. Like, I don't need to work on some kick drum variation so I can bring it to the ch- the shed and have a new chop. Like I want to be a well-rounded drummer and I want to be a well-rounded educator. And this is what can help me with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily just, young drummers it's you know chasing trends is a danger too i think um i had a student who was who went to the new school in new york and he said do you think i can go to new york and just study hip-hop drumming because that's really what i love and i'm thinking 
that's dangerous because that's like the the thin layer on the top of like of a whole history of drumming, you know. Right. Mark Juliana, when he, you know, when when all the guys in New York were doing the hip hop thing, the new hip hop thing, all those guys studied jazz. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not like you just go in and learn hip hop. You've got to know the whole history of the language. But he was only interested in hip hop. So I'm always trying to drive home with a student if I'm working with somebody is you have to know the roots of the of the instrument. You know, and so all these people that are blowing chops but don't have any depth to their playing, they may or may not ever realize that. It's exactly right. It's it's and, you it's, know, not, and it's not your job to control that unless they ask you to be their teacher. Right. Well, and that's I think that's part. that's the difference though, is they can see the difference. You know, when, when like they can see that I don't have all these like ridiculously fast, you know, 30 second note triplet drum fills, but, but they can see the difference in like control and tempo and being in the pocket and, and all that stuff. So I'm like, dude, that's what you're, that's what's missing. Like, you know, but, but what I was going to say to your point is, you know, the, the Chris Daves and Mark Juliana's, the, uh, I don't even, even like Justin Brown's and, and these guys that, you know, can play the gospel chop stuff or the hip hop stuff so well, all of those guys can swing. Like, I mean, that's, you can tell that's what they studied. So in order to get there, you have to, you know, start here. You know what I mean? Like those guys did like, it's so it's it can be so simple but yet it's so complicated because everybody wants to war- run before they've walked you know yeah <laughs> I, I think it's 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 hard because we want to we really have to be on our own journey yeah and that's a hard thing to do because there's so much influence out there there's so many other people that are doing these things and you know I, I get intimidated. I'll watch. I'll watch Instagram for a second, and I'm like, "Where do I even begin?" Exactly. You know? <laughs> and and one of the things I decided to do with that, "Where do I begin?" is to dive in. So it's like, if you're scrolling through and you see something that is blowing you away, don't just keep scrolling. Like, download that video and figure out how to do it. Right. You know, actually, actually learn something instead of. Because the more you scroll and the more you are impressed, eventually that becomes intimidation and becomes depression. Ex- like, man, exactly. I don't play anything like Dan Weiss. <laughs> exactly. You can go well, down a rabbit hole and just get <laughs> stuck, man, where you're yeah. just like, I, I mean, it's, 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 that's, that's what I'm saying though, is like, you know, especially with, with the, the whole drum brigade thing is, we all do that. We've all done that at some point. We've all had those feelings. The, the, the guys that I, I, in my mind, were thinking these are the greatest dudes that are, this is the next generation of like, this guy is going to be the next dude has had the same feelings that I've had, you know? And it's just like, okay, so that's just a, this is, we're drummers. This is what we do, you know? And like, you want to improve, you want to get better. You want to not have those feelings anymore then that you got to do the work. And, and that's why I appreciate the the drum mantra so much is like, man, that's where the first time I felt in a, the first time in a long time, I felt like, okay, this is what can help me. You know, this is, I, I want to put time in. We, we've all gone through that world. Like I want to devote time to practice. What do I practice? Are you going to just practice paradiddles like all day? 
you know, like, and this is something that can really, man, like there's so much things in there that like can just, yeah, get you there. I know I've said that yeah. many times, but I'm, you can and tell I, I'm jazzed about this. <laughs> it was, a, it was really important for me to create a method. I mean, that drum launcher wasn't just overnight thing. I mean, I worked on that for since 2007 and the first book came out in 2016. Wow. So it was like 10 years before I was like, now I understand what this is. Yeah. And even after I put the book, the first foundational series book out, I mean, God, I put the, I put the book out and it was in it and it wasn't complete. And I took two lessons with Pete Magadini. I don't know if you know who Pete Magadini is. He's like the godfather of polyrhythms. He wrote all these books about doing these polyrhythmic things. And I've known who, who he was since I was in college. Well, he, it turns out he moved to Chicago a few years ago, and he posted something on Instagram. I'm like, you're in Chicago? I've known who you are my whole life. I want to take a lesson. And I took one lesson with Pete, and I practiced the lesson material. It was six measures that he assigned. I practiced it for 25 hours. Oh, my gosh. This was, this was three years ago. Wow. I'm like, I can't, you know, because... I'm a professional drummer in Chicago. Everyone knows who I am and I can't go show up to a lesson and not be able to play something perfectly. Right. So I really, really killed myself practicing that for so long. And I went back to the second lesson and we did a lesson. I paid him for the second lesson. I paid him for a third lesson. I said, I'm done. I said, here's, <laughs> here's money for a third lesson. At some point we will see each other again in this capacity, but I have to, I can't, spend this much time on your material i need to spend this much time on my material yeah but those six measures that i worked on in the first my first lesson made me pull a thousand books that i had printed i wow. ate all the money for it because i realized there was a section missing from my book wow and that was the melodies section the, the section that we did at the end of the practice yeah where you're, you're reading melodies with your foot so and you're great, playing dude. the different accent patterns. That was not in the first version of the book. Oh, man. My lesson with Pete told me it, that's what's missing from my book is a melody. A melody. Dude, and that... The other, sorry, yeah. that, that, that's where I fell apart. I was just I like, this, isn't even, does. <laughs> this right. isn't even close. <laughs> People fall apart with that so much that in the 30-30... I offer, if you can complete what we did, the 341, there's also a 441 and a 541. Hmm. If you can complete all three of those within three months of completing the 3030, then I'll give you a low boy beater. Nice. <laughs> That's cool. I've had about 150 people take the course and six people have, have gotten the beater. Really? Yeah. Phil, I would love to see if you can do it. It's basically you're you're playing a different um, accent. Like the the one that we did was a sixteenth note accent pattern. It changes every time you go through this. Uh, you're reading a kick drum pattern, and it it's with a melody of a of music, right? I don't know why I'm explaining this. I should let you explain it, but <laughs> yeah, I, oh, you have I to. Saw you shared the video from Chops and Coffee. Uh, oh yeah, oh so yeah, yeah. I watched it and I was. I was trying. I was trying to do, you know, play along with it, and I, was, I felt like I was doing okay. But it's definitely, yeah. I could see how deep that rabbit hole goes, and I know there's a lot of stuff I I would that would really trip me up. 
<laughs> but it's Man. it's a really cool I love the whole concept. I love how it, the um the melodic and you know the drone notes involved with it yes. also so it's like ear training cuz I feel like so often we get caught up in patterns as drummers and like seeing visual structures and and like physical patterns but we don't always develop our ear training of of rhythmic overlap of like what you were saying with the different polyrhythmic elements and i feel like it's really cool how you have the uh the the audio that goes along with yeah. your whole system that's a that, game changer that really helps drive home the concepts and helps you stay focused and and the way that um that links up with breathing like that's something Man. i suck at like i realized after um adam gust mm-hmm after he came on and I, I like really have been th- obsessively thinking about how I'm breathing when I play and, or not breathing more like <laughs> it's just yeah. like, right. right. I, it's, I'm, I'm curious, like how did, so you, there's like a big slant of, um, of like meditation concepts involved with, with your program, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. How did, how yeah, did that well, whole linkage happen for you? My wife is, I'm married to a, a, a yogi. <laughs> My wife's a, owns a yoga studio. In fact, we're moving her studio from one place to another at, right after this call. Oh, wow. uh, so she's a master yogi who studied with the whole lineage of stuff. And I've always been interested in mental stuff, you know, like what is it that we're thinking? How do you, you know, and you kind of go down these rabbit holes of like, I don't know if you ever went down the quantum physics rabbit hole where you studied that a little bit. I I did. Uh, you know, I got really interested in quantum physics. It starts with that kind of the layman's version of quantum physics is you create the reality that you experience with sort of like a, a very layman way of saying something about quantum mechanics. But the outcome is determined by the observer. And then that, and then then people started writing these books about like how how does the mind, and then it becomes like this spiritual kind of stuff. Like how does the mind interact with reality? What is real? What is only imagined? And then that become that starts to get into Eastern philosophy, the yoga philosophy, and meditation and stuff, and the concept of. Um, the world that you experience is always in this moment, right? It's not in the past moment. The past moment can only exist in your mind, in your memory. The future also only exists in your memory. But we humans live in our memories and in our imaginations more than we live in the present moment, usually. Because the present moment isn't as exciting as what you might imagine the future to be or what you remember the past to be. But when you're living in the past or in the future in your mind, you are creating stress, distraction, etc. So meditation is all about staying in the moment, you know, focusing on the moment. And, and one way that people meditate and focus on the moment is they have like the mala beads and they click a bead and they say like some kind of a Sanskrit prayer or something, you know, 
click the bead, say the prayer, click the bead. Catholics do that too. They have the rosary and they click the bead and they say their Hail Marys. Um, and there's all these meditative practices that are designed to keep you in the present moment. And one of the most stripped down ones is focus on your breath. If you're always focusing on your breathing, then you have to be in the present moment because this is where you're breathing. You know, you're not breathing in the past or the future. You're breathing right now. So drum, rhythm, mantra, repetition. Drum mantra, rhythmic repetition. So the idea of the drum mantra is to keep you in a specific place while you work on being in that place. In the beginning of drum mantra, I thought, wouldn't it be cool to try to play an exercise and play it for so long? Because you have like shamanic drummers, you know, drummers that just go, 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 go. Eighth notes on a calfskin head for hours. And people finally start going into like trance states and stuff. I'm like, wouldn't it be cool for drummers? Because this could get really boring really fast. So why not give ourselves something that's kind of complex and interesting, play it for long enough to maybe have some kind of like out-of-body experience. You know, I wanted to see if you could do that. Mm. And then I realized with my lesson from Pete Magadini, because when he assigned those six measures, you don't work on measure one until you have it and then measure two until you have it. You always practice each measure you play twice and then you go to the next one, next one. So it's these complex things, but you, you aren't allowed to stay on it. You have to keep moving. And I'm like, oh, prayer beads, you have to keep moving. You can't just like, oh, my, you know, go off into your speaking part and not remember to click the bead. You have to, you have to do both of them. And so that's when I realized there has to be a structure to these exercises. When there's a structure to the exercises, you can't zone out. Because there's eight measures on a page, and you play each measure eight times, and then you play each measure four times, each measure twice, each measure once. So you're constantly having to pay attention to where you are, so you can't check out. And as soon as you check out, and Corey, you mentioned this in the beginning, it immediately tells you where your weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. It tells you if you're checked out, because as soon as you check out, a mistake is going to happen. So very quickly you know if you're not in the present moment. Very quickly, you know if your left hand is weak when you're playing this, exercise, this particular thing because it's not happening. And you have to keep going. And if you can't, you're like, okay, I definitely know that this is something I need to work on. And then you just add another layer to it of, okay, we'll do these exercises and inhale for two bars and exhale for two bars. And that really locks you into place. Man. So it's like all these reinforcements of how to train yourself to be present, how to, how to occupy your mind enough to allow your body to gain the muscle memory that it needs to be able to play something without having to think about it. You know, I, I always say the difference between an amateur musician and professional musician is the ability to concentrate. Because someone, you know, like I grew up, I went to college with Keith Carlock. That guy is laser focused hmm. every second that he's on the stage. He does not check out. And he was, he was that way our, the whole time I've known him. Practicing with intent, practicing tons of repetition, and just that laser focused mind is what it takes to, 
to to rise to the very top of of the game you know being it's not your chops it's not how crazy you can play because keith has crazy chops yeah but he also can stay in the pocket and he can also play a, a james taylor gig which he did and play brushes almost the whole time just like steve gadwood and not ever veer from it and not ever lose focus night after night after night and that ability is something that we can train ourselves to do that's not like you know someone says oh they're a great drummer because they were born with this natural talent Mm -hmm. maybe maybe not but i think everything i believe everything is training i think that anyone can train themselves to become as great as the capacity of their ability to concentrate allows uh, I was at my, you know, as, as you probably know, Adam Gus was a classmate of mine in college. Our other classmates, Ari Honig, Keith Carlock, Blair Sinta, Rich Redmond. <laughs> I mean, it was an insane class of students. Yeah. And Ari, the famous story of Ari was, you know, when he was playing, and I love Ari, and he's a friend of mine. But he was playing in these rock bands early on in college, and it wasn't that happening, you know. Mm. He wasn't. He didn't didn't like playing rock, and it didn't. It wasn't that grooving. He didn't make any lab bands, and then one semester later, he makes the one o'clock lab band, the very top band in one semester. Mm. And we're like, "What on earth did you do?" Well, he went and checked out every one o'clock album and learned how to play every song on the, on every one of those records. Nice. You learn the material and now it's easy to get, to get that top position. Yeah. But how do you do that? You have to have the discipline and the focus and the determination to be like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to concentrate for long enough to learn 20 albums worth of material and memorize it. Yeah. You know, it's that ability to, I really believe the ability to concentrate is the difference is what makes the difference between great and good. Well, the proof is in all the names you just, you know, yourself and Adam and, and Ari and, you know, all <laughs> some heavy, heavy hitters, heavy yeah, names, in all that heavy. Group, you know? And so, and um, there was never chops blowing in those days. I mean, we would never get together and try to see who could outdo each other. We were basically all just going to see Keith play. (laughs) (laughs) Keith is definitely like, oh my gosh, he's he's one of my favorite drummers. Like, I was lucky enough to be in a band with him. I played percussion. We played in a band together called Tin Man. Nice. And every night, I got to just stare at him playing, and he was totally different player than he is now. Yeah. He was so good back then, but uh, I played percussion for a long time because I was intimidated as a drummer. I didn't want people to know that I was a drummer, <laughs> so I was like playing congas and stuff so I could play with all the great drummers, you know. Uh, play with Blair cool. Sinta or Ari, man, it, it was scary. Um, <laughs> Phil, anything going on in the chat? Um, some some blown minds. <laughs> yeah, some friends saying hi, and uh, Rick yeah, Stojak popped in and said, "Great interview." Oh, Rick Stojak, yeah. yeah, from out here in San Diego. Another great. I got a couple of his books as well. Great, cool. great material for, um, especially for as a teacher. Great, great stuff for um, as far as curriculum goes. Nice. Um, 
man, we've kept you for a long time, a lot and lot longer than we normally do. Oh, um, okay. Sorry. Uh, I can no, talk. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying that because of you. I'm saying that because I could talk for it with you for another two hours. I have so many yeah. things that are still on my list that I want to talk about. Yeah. We didn't even um, get to do the wheel of death. I know. I know. So, but the thing is with our, with our show is it is, um, a open-ended invite so you're always welcome to come on if there's anything you're promoting or anything like that of course you're welcome to come on and then i would love to do the acceptance podcast with you and talk a little bit more about your um you know how you formed your your stuff into a business and like all of that stuff that would be really a yeah really cool subject sure um great if people want to get in touch with you, they want to buy your books. They want to um, take your courses. Um, you do. You, you first of all, everything that you want is on drummantra.com, right? Yep. Um, drummantra.com. You also host the weekly uh, master classes, uh, don't you? Am I am I wrong about that? Or I host do... a weekly practice session, like you. practice session. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Every Tuesday night at six p.m. Central, okay. and every Saturday morning at eleven thirty a.m. Okay. Um, I might have to jump on that Tuesday night one. That sounds a lot of fun. You you invited me um, last week, but I was on on my vacation, so sorry I missed yeah. that one. But um, this yeah. week starts right, right, left, left, four, four, left foot. Okay. So all of those things that we did is now in four, four, but we're doing right, left, right, right, left, left, sticking. Left foot reads everything. Oh God. Okay. We're in week eighteen of eighteen of a twenty-four week cycle. You know that thing I try to do, like when we were doing it in Chops and Coffee, I was just trying to play straight sixteenth notes, like a single stroke roll, and then read down the kick drum. And even that was messing with me. Even that I wasn't able to get through even one round like with that. And so that yeah. again, I was like, Okay, well I need to work on my reading chops and I need to like <laughs> I need to separate. Like, I, there's so many things, man. It's so cool. I the thirty guys, thirty really takes you deep into getting all of it together. Okay, because yeah, it'll be I'm like be, it'll stick you on one measure forever. You're like, oh my god. Yeah, I'm gonna. But I'm definitely signing up for that for sure. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that in the next couple of weeks here. And so cool. you've heard. You heard me say it. Everyone on the airwaves, I'm <laughs> committed. So we'll see um, if you have a low boy beater in your hand in three months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I have I have a low boy beater that I use, but I would the love a drum mantra low boy beater. Yeah. yeah, I need a drum mantra one. <laughs> uh, Rich, man, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for taking yeah, the time thanks, guys. Out of your, thanks. your busy day. I'm sorry, Phil didn't get to say much. I'm sorry about that. Phil never says anything. Cool. I, okay, I like to listen. <laughs> he just he just waits so people ooh and awe over his miking system. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am actually surprised you didn't chime in more though, Phil. This is like your right up your alley. You love these kind of challenges and practice sessions and stuff like that. It is right up my alley. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Um, yeah, come to come to a practice session and then then we'll we'll do this again. We can all talk about it. Yeah, yeah that that's a good idea guys i highly recommend you guys go visit drummantra.com um man i'm telling you you won't be disappointed thanks again rich and um i hope we'll uh we'll have you on again soon and then you'll see me at at one of these uh practice sessions very soon cool man all right thanks thanks guys thank you drum, 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 drum brigade podcast oh my goodness that was amazing. Yeah, that was great talk. Dude, I told you, Phil. Rich Stitzel, man. Guy's awesome. That dude's that dude's awesome, man. <laughs> Dude's like <laughs>
That dude's awesome, but it's like, it puts things into perspective for me, like not to sound self-deprecating, but it's like, it just makes you be like, I got to step up, man. I got to step up my game. If I want to be like a good teacher, I mean, that's like rich is somebody that I considered to be a very good teacher. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if that's what the level is, then I, I gotta, I gotta step up my game. So like, yeah, it's all good, but you know, it's very useful. That's, that's what a teacher should be for you. It shouldn't be ego driven. It shouldn't be like self-centered, you know, coming from a self-centered position. Like, here's why I'm great. Here's all my many accomplishments. And like, now I'm going to show you that you suck. It's like, it's not at all it. It's like, here's the material. Here's what's going to help you do it. You know? So really good stuff. All right, so there you have it. A great, fun interview with the Drum Brigade podcast. That was Corey Kingston and Funky Phil Pardell. Go check them out at drumbrigade.com. You can see all kinds of activities that they're involved in and uh, give them some love. Cool. Well, thanks so much for hanging today and listening to the podcast. I really appreciate your support. If you want to give a rating or a review, that is super helpful with the algorithms and um, will help more people learn about the Drum Mantra podcast. If you're interested in the Foundational Series book, which is what we were talking about a lot in the, in the uh, show, you can go to either Amazon.com and get the printed version, or you can go to HudsonMusic.com and pick up the digital version. The digital version at Hudson is super cool because they have an app that any drum book that you purchase through their app um, will show up on a tablet, a computer, uh, you know, like a laptop, desktop, or phone. And the cool thing that I like is all of the playalongs are embedded into the app. So you open a page, you hit play, and you're all good to go. Everything's in one place. If you have the printed copy, you can still access all of the three hours of play-alongs. You just register your book at Drum Mantra. Once you, once you buy it, there's a little uh, message in the book to register it, and then you have access to all the play-alongs there as well. Okay, well, I hope to see you at a practice session sometime soon. It would be great. Um, we're really working hard. It's a lot of fun. And wow, we really are uncovering some awesome things about how we think and how we play. So I invite you to come to that, drummantra.com slash live dash practice dash session. And I hope you have a great week and I look forward to talking with you again soon. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Drum Mantra Podcast. Your time and attention is much appreciated. I would love it if you went to the iTunes store and left a rating. And please share this with anybody that you think would like to go deeper with their practice. Take care.